0: Hello there, listener. Hope you're Android developer. My name is Artem Zinotilin, and you're listening to The Context, a podcast about Android development, episode number four. I have three exciting news for you. Firstly, I'm not going to talk much. <laughs> Yay. Secondly, I'm happy to say that Hannes Dorfman is now a co-host of The Context. Hi, Hannes.
1: Hi, thanks for having me again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yay. And thirdly, I'm happy to say that Chris Lacey is now also a co-host of The Context. Hi, Chris. <laughs> How are you?
2: Good. No, thanks for having me. You didn't receive the email? <laughs> <laughs> no, you ha- I, I. my agent filters those things.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm just joking.
2: Yeah, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris has his
0: own podcast called The Blurk. And I have two things about that. First thing is that, as you can see, putting the in the podcast name is a good practice, obviously, <laughs> right? The Fragmented, really? <laughs> the Android developers. We both have well, the in the...
2: Right. Oh, I'm
0: sorry? Fragmented, isn't it? It's I'm just fragmented. trolling them.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't 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 worry about me. In my head. <laughs>
0: And second thing is that every time I listen to the Chris podcast in the car, I'm trying to beatbox starting music of the podcast. It's, (laughs) you know, it's just uncontrollable desire to beatbox it. (laughs) Yeah, wonderful music, Chris. uh,
2: Yeah, basically just uh, uh, Carl Smith, who was the guest on the first episode, he just said, oh, my buddy makes music. Do you want to? Me to see if he's got anything lying around, and I, I sort of the first time I listened to it, I didn't really like it, and then I listened to it a few more times, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that works. So yeah, I throw it in there. I don't, I don't want anything too long, so uh it's only a few seconds before I start yapping on.
0: Yeah, I actually, okay, I wanted to to turn it on and beatbox it, but okay. <laughs> 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 so. Actually, we invited Chris to talk about very, very interesting topic that I believe almost every app developer thought about, but only a tiny, tiny group succeeded in it. It's indie development. And actually, I should say that Chris is the only real indie developer I know. I mean, I have friends that published apps to the Play Store and to the App Store, and I did it too, but I mean, we all have, you know, main jobs and indie development is not a big thing for us, but for the Chris, actually, it's, I, I think it's uh, the main job for the Chris. So it's, it's very interesting to, to know about your experience. And uh, honestly, I, I have only, you know, one main question, how did you convince yourself mainly and your family your wife that in the development is going to be profitable and you know uh suspensible enough in a reasonable amount of time
2: um so basically with that I I didn't uh just decide one day I'm going to quit my job and focus full time um writing my own apps the what i did was i had another job and i was writing ipad apps for a couple of years and i started writing action launcher sorry i started writing tweet It was the first app i did um at night and so that went for a while and and uh, i wrote tweet lanes it was probably six months maybe even a bit more i spent on, on tweet lanes but then twitter changed their uh, their api limits which is you know a discussion in itself, and, and the TLDR of that is, I, I didn't have the slightest problem with that. Um, Twitter is a business, they can do what they want to, to seek money. But um, it became obvious that pursuing a, a Twitter client wasn't going to be a tenable solution if I wanted to try and monetize apps. And so then I just got the itch to, to write Action Launcher. And so I released Action Launcher and started selling it in the Play Store and basically it got to the point where um in our life i I, as i look back on it i'm I'm still not quite sure how i was able to work a day job work a night job be a present parent and husband get up at 3 a.m to watch football games um it all just came to a head and i couldn't i something had to give either the day job or the uh or the night or the night job i just had to pick and thankfully action launcher had been in the play store for uh, however long that was six months something like that and i was confident I, i had enough evidence that if i focused on it full time i could at least match the the salary that i that i would be giving up with my job and um yeah so you know i i discussed it with my wife and we went back and forth on it for a while and eventually decided to do it and yeah i'm uh I'm I'm glad we, we decided to go down that path. How many years ago you started? Um, well, the first Android or even Java app I wrote was was Tweetlines, which was right when uh, Ice Cream Sandwich launched, which is what around November two thousand and eleven. I I just hated. I'd I'd recently switched to Android. Google had published the, uh, well, they didn't actually publish the Holo guidelines until I believe it was CES 2012. But um, it was very obvious. Google had a style that they were working on with Holo in 2011. And I just wanted a, a Twitter client that fit um, within those guidelines and, and nothing that was out in the market I, I liked. So I just decided to, to write one.
1: So would you say that as an indie developer, it's really important to be in the right time in the with the right idea to build something outstanding because there is nothing like that
2: i think that's definitely an important factor sure um timing is is everything i mean if if you look at not just indie develop development but startups in general it's very easy to think to look back and say okay well these people were trying something and they had the right idea at the wrong time so as an as an indie developer yeah you you definitely want to want to make sure that you you approach it at the right time and one of the things the reasons I really felt when I made the switch to doing my development full time I felt like I needed to do it now I felt like if I if I did it when I did it which was what April, around March April 2013 so if I did it then then the work that I'd be able to do in the ensuing year or two would would put me in a position where I'd be you know still be able to be doing it now and i I was just worried that um those that it just might have been harder if i decided to start it today i have i haven't given it much thought as to whether that's actually true but i I did feel like it was the right time to do it back then that's not to discourage anyone from (laughs) from trying to do it now of course but
1: (laughs) i see and for action for instance how do you start with new features or what is your time plan or timetable do you have any features or some kind of backlogs or how do you organize yourself as an indie developer?
2: Well, this would actually be the, <laughs> the worst time for me to uh, to answer that in Action Launchers Life. This this entire year has just been a disaster for me. Um, you know, productivity wise really. I because I um, over the Christmas break I I started to get a bit anxious about the fact that I wasn't upskilling enough because one of the biggest disadvantages of working on my own as I do is I don't get to walk past people in the hallway and and eavesdrop on conversations and learn things that way or naturally throughout the course of my day come into contact with other code bases or anything like that. So I just worry about stagnating and and not learning and not getting better. And so over the Christmas break, I did a bunch of reading on – all sorts of different patterns and, and programming techniques and libraries and that sort of stuff. And then I thought, okay, uh, so that was, that was really good in like, I, I did a bunch of, of research on uh, MVP and model view controller and that sort of stuff. Um, in the end, I decided I couldn't really do that with action launcher because I I'm in a unique position where I'm constrained to the, and a- AOSP's launcher three code. I don't want to deviate too much from that because it just makes it too painful if I want to upgrade. So there was there wasn't really anything for me to gain by going down the uh, the MVP route. I mean, I could for new stuff that I write myself, but um, but I decided, okay, I really want to. Uh, I can use a dependency injection for a lot of my code. So I, I integrated Dagger and. Um, and that took a little while, um, a little while longer than I would have expected. It wasn't necessarily a problem with Dagger. It was just once I started putting it in, I couldn't help myself and wanted to, um, to put it all throughout my code. And, and when I say my code, I, I mean the portion of Action Launcher that I wrote. Um, <laughs> there's tiny bits that, that go into com.android.launcher's uh, package, but not really. Um, so it was mostly self contained you better
0: periodically synchronize your code with AOSP's launcher, right?
2: Yes, well, so I, I integrated Dagger and then basically I also uh, pulled a lot of Action Launcher's modules out um, into a separate library. So that in theory, like I've I've got the settings and that sort of stuff, I can just have a little shell app that just launches straight into the settings into picking an icon, um, an icon pack, a few, a few other things like that. so it was probably I don't know seventy percent of action launchers code I extrapolated out away from the main project that contains the launcher. Um, and that was that was good for keeping things separate. It was also handy for um, iteration time because it, the Gradle just does my head in. Um, I just <laughs> as I get older i just I just hate waiting for a computer to do an operation. It just feels like just such a waste of my time because it is such a waste of my time. And um, so I just felt, okay, well, if I, I put a lot more code into a standalone library, then iterative builds are going to be faster. So um, so I did that. And then I started, um, what did I do next? Oh, yeah. And, and then so basically I got Action Launcher to the point where it was functionally basically exactly the same as, as when I started, before I started putting dependency injection in. And then I thought, okay, well, let's just take this opportunity to upgrade the base code to Marshmallow because uh, Action Launcher 3 was based on 5.0's cut of um, Launcher 3. And so I thought, oh, you know, it shouldn't be too difficult. But I, I just completely underestimated the work that would be involved there. Um, well, I, I guess that's not 100% accurate. I, I knew it would be a lot of work, but what I ended up doing was really stopping and thinking looking at the big picture as far as action launcher and thinking okay historically i've only ever taken google's launcher three updates every two years and that's because it's such a pain for me to merge my stuff in and so i went okay well what can i do that's going to make that a bit a bit easier so i um so so basically yeah i i I just came up uh with a way of, of plugging my code in so that uh, I don't actually go into Google, make too many changes in Google's launcher code so that the next time it comes across next time I did this, hopefully it will, uh, it won't be nearly as, as, as much of a pain, a time consuming process, but it, getting to this point has just taken such a long time. So that is such a roundabout way of <laughs> that. That is my explanation of, uh, why I am not feeling terribly, uh, Proud at answering how to, how I pick the uh, what features to work on because I think I've realistically I, I have picked poorly if uh, for what I've done this year, where I've spent my time this year because the end users aren't necessarily going to know the difference. But you know if when Google release N later in the year, hopefully I'll be able to upgrade pretty quickly. Um, I, a lot of the work is is very good for future proofing, and it was it was good for a, a good learning experience for me also.
0: Don't you worry that, uh, you know, Google, like Twitter, disable the Launcher API completely? Like, you know, in your recent episode about Android TV, you mentioned that on Android TV, you don't have Launcher API, right? Don't you worry yeah. to, to scale your business on this?
2: Um, it's definitely something I consider, sure. I think they they have a lot of reasons for doing that on Android TV that don't necessarily apply to the to the phone space and yeah i I mean i i think the whole launcher space is it's a little it's still to be shaken out exactly how that's going to go for me as far as google's ambitions because google the way i look at it they they want their they want their services on available to everyone and at the moment they've got a terrific service which i'm sure anyone listening to this is aware of with the google now launcher where you can swipe and go from the launcher directly into your Google Now feed and, and swipe back. And it's a terrific feature. I would love to add it to Action Launcher, but there's no API. And so I have just taken the fact that there's no API as meaning that Google will eventually want their launcher running stock on, um, on all these devices, whether that's something like the first time you turn the phone on, you, you pick a default home screen, uh, a, a default launcher app, I, I I don't know. I think it would be very tough for them. I I, I don't know. I mean, I I think they could. It, it could happen, sure. But there's very little I can do do about it. And I it, it's something I I certainly consider. I don't go into it blind. But at the moment, it's you know, it's good and it, it's working out. Like I I really like working on Action Launcher. I think there's a lot of scope to do a lot of uh, really interesting stuff in the first app that you see. Of uh, you know when you turn your phone on so yeah it's it's not there's not too much i i think about it further than that really
1: and does reviews from Play Store have an impact on your future plans or or how do you get some some next features planned
2: yeah they do um the biggest one there is because i don't have any and i actually had a, a mini twitter rant about this uh on the weekend i don't have any unread camp functionality so basically like ios star where it shows a little bubble saying you've got one missed call three unread messages four unread whatsapp messages whatever because there's no api for this on android and like i get a lot of negative reviews from people who want that functionality and like i, I don't want to add i don't want to add it to android to action launcher because it doesn't work. The best I can do is support it. for. There's, a, there's different APIs for phone messaging and messaging. There's an API for Gmail, but that's not going to work for Inbox. Well, I, I, I shouldn't say that definitively. I haven't actually checked how it works with Inbox, but I assume there's no Inbox API. There's no Hangouts API. There's no WhatsApp API. So
1: the,
2: my best option is to either support the few things that are there and then employ hacks to do my best. For certain apps, and the best I can think of for a hack is instantiating the WhatsApp widget and crawling down the view stack and finding a text view. <laughs> I know, okay, at the fourth uh, fourth child, the the second text view. I know that number indicates the unread count, which which is just awful, and and prone to break, and and is not going to help with you know a Russian email client or something like that. So. And, and that's not available for a great many apps. So there's just no, no great way for me to do that. But I do get hammered in review scores for, for not having this feature. So it's something that I'm I'm thinking about, and, and it definitely influences my thinking.
0: You can't...
2: Uh, <laughs> are, are you yeah. guys spinning around on your chair at the idea of walking down a, a widget view stack trying to... <laughs> Extrapolate out a, an unread tab. Yeah, that's that.
0: that's funny, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's launcher reality, I guess.
2: Well, for the most part, it's not. Um, you definitely do get a few a few things where there aren't very good APIs. Like the biggest one that comes to mind is the expanding status bar, where Google went to the effort of adding a, a permission that any app can can request to expand the status bar, but there's no actual API for this. So you have to use reflection and they broke it in marshmallow. Like I put a bug in during the preview. Um, Kevin from Nova launcher put a similar bug in where it's broken. If you use the accessibility APIs as well. So the, there are a few things like that, which are you know a bit annoying and Samsung specific issues. Like I've had to buy Samsung, HTC, Sony phones over the years for various things that haven't worked, but, uh, you know, for the most part, it's not too bad. It's certainly not like writing, you know, a video app that needs to run on gingerbread or anything like that.
1: Is this an indie thing that you do have to do some hacky things or is it Action Launcher specific? Because to me, it seems that you are doing a lot of uh, kind of prototyping and doing applying some hacks to get Action Launcher done right. But would you say it's an indie development thing too so indie developers don't care that much about reusable maintainable and clean code
2: well i can i can only really speak for me there but um i i care greatly about some like i I don't really throw any garbage code in there um maybe if i do a big release that hasn't been beta tested and there's a a nasty crash i'll put in an awful hack to fix it with the, the caveat that i that I want to come back and uh, and find a better one but but generally I I write my code as if there's a there's a team of people using it and I I really value clean and easy to understand code yeah
0: I should say that I used Action Launcher 2 for like a year and it was pretty stable as far as I remember I haven't any issues so yeah you you did a good job <laughs>
2: well i mean i don't come across too many uh bugs in any bugs in my flow um if there are bugs in there it's it's mainly because i i haven't come across them or i have trouble reproducing them um i definitely do have device specific issues that people report to me that i'm unable to reproduce but um there's generally nothing too catastrophic there
0: yeah it looks like you're uh, previous project link bubble was more hacky, right, than the launcher because it's basically showing the web view where it shouldn't be showing normally.
2: Yeah, yeah. Link link bubble was certainly had a, an awful lot more hacks than uh, than action launcher, but that was that was necessary because I don't I don't think it was Google's intention that link bubble would come out of that uh, system alert window API permissions. <laughs>
0: The thing, you know, I, I'm afraid about launchers is that if Google will try to move Android into, you know, more desktop direction, they may actually consider, you know, restricting or basically preventing other launchers from working. Like you know, if, if you will need to have files on the desktop or something like this, and it will be like normal desktop operating system, I, I'm not sure that they will allow launchers. but hopefully, as they will?
2: I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it came out yesterday. There was a, a leak in one of the, the early dev releases of, of Chrome 51 where enabling Play Store integration on Chrome OS. And assuming that's that happens, which I, I don't think there's any reason why it wouldn't, Like I, I can't imagine Action Launcher is just going to be able to take over your Chrome OS device. I'd be very surprised if that were the case. But, you know, that's... I think that's fine um, if as they're expanding to new platforms you know desktop it would be it would be cool to be able to do it because uh, i think there's a lot of scope for innovation in the, in the launcher space on on a hu- on all platforms but i think that's different to uh to the phone where which action Launcher is designed for
0: yeah just you know basic question what is your minus decay and why and you know how how you basically decide when to update it and
2: uh, it's, it's jelly bean uh, and that is simply because that is the min SDK version of launcher 3 in AOSP. i I don't, I, don't, I don't have any pressing need to to update it at at this point i i will use new um launcher 3 specifically uses new apis like the reveal animation and that sort of stuff that came along in lollipop but there's a version that works still on KitKat and, and before then, so th- there's no need for me to make it stop stop working on, on Lollipop anytime soon. Mm, but, I mean, usually,
0: you know, even regular app can really benefit from updating MinusDK to something like 19 or even 12, or, I mean, <laughs> 20, of course. You really... I mean, it's just some kind of inner desire of the developer... To you know, always be on the top. You you don't have such feeling.
2: Um, well, I definitely am very quick to take to uh, to set the target SDK version to the latest version. But no, I mean the code runs fine on, on Lollipop. I it's n- let me have a look here at this at the stats. What do we got? Android. Okay, so Android four point three is only two point eight percent of users. Four point one is four point five. 4.2 is six, so that's you know a non non-trivial amount of my users are still on Lollipop, and there's no reason to make it. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't stop working. I, I could just bump them in SDK version, and that would mean those users stop getting updates. But there's there's just no reason for me to do it. Uh, so I'll just I'll just keep supporting uh, Lollipop, Jelly Bean rather until it becomes a pain to do so.
1: Well, I guess that's a really good. Point so as in indie developer. You are maybe very very free to make your own decisions, right? Because for instance, yes. yeah, for instance, working in a in a company, there are a lot of trade offs to do and listen to customer. And God, I, I I can't even even say how happy I was when the day when we dropped two uh, Android two point three <laughs> support or something yeah. like that. I guess that's really a, a great benefit as an indie developer um, sure and
2: and look i i would have no problem going the other way you know like if i started a new app tomorrow and felt like a min sdk version of of 21 lollipop was the right thing to do i, I would have no problem doing that it's it's just that as, with action launcher 3 in the position it's in there's just no need to do it
0: you may probably even benefit from this right because I mean, active users are usually on the latest versions of the OS. Like, you know, I don't think that uh, such, uh, you know, professional users who need a launcher stay staying on Jelly Bean,
2: right? No, we're, we're looking at my stats here. Over 60% of Action Launcher's users are on Lollipop or Later. So there's a there's an audience there. And I think if you... If you had a reason for doing it and and the app demonstrated that, then I think that would uh, would be fine. And I'm sure there's, I would love it if the Play Store actually gave us this information, but um, I'm sure there's a correlation between people that are on a more recent version of Android and people that are more likely to actually make a purchase through the Play Store. So I wouldn't have any qualms at doing that if need be.
1: And how often do you release, actually, uh, new updates of Action Launcher, and how do you decide that? Do you have some, let's say, agile sprints or something like that, some scrum, or are you just the lucky guy who says, I'm done when I'm done, and I'm releasing when I'm
2: done? Um, basically, uh, you know, discounting this year, which is, uh, has just been a, a mess for a bunch of reasons. Um, generally i I like the idea of striving for a release every four to five weeks um, every month. That's definitely not always been feasible, certainly in the last twelve months because I had a couple of really, really big updates where the feature took a couple of months. but yeah, generally I just i i I don't feel the only time I felt pressure to get a release out by a certain date was action Launcher's, uh December update last year, and that was because I I had a big update planned, and I wanted it out before Christmas. I technically I wanted it out as the for the uh, one year anniversary, but I, I just missed it. So that was the only time, and and I I just worked really hard and 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 got it out there, and it, and it worked out well. But um, no, generally I just uh, I just work on the release and until I'm I'm happy with it, and then release it.
1: And do you do some beta testing or? Do you use uh, Google Cloud to beta testing or in general, how do you do beta testing? Because I assume you as a single developer don't have that many devices on your own. Well, so. <laughs> I,
2: I, I think I wish that were the case, but I do have an absolute boatload of devices. But um, <laughs> the, but yeah, I, so I, I, I have a, a good sized community um, for action launches. So I will, Often release beta releases there. Other times, uh, but sometimes I, I like the idea of keeping the the key feature a little closer to my chest as a surprise for the release day, and I I'll do a, an alpha release of that. But I I, I haven't got into uh, Google Cloud testing or anything like that. I just use the Play Store's um, alpha and beta releases. Uh,
0: what about you know working with? Um kind of digital magazines that may advertise your app. Do you contact them or they contact you? How, how does that go?
2: I get contacted a lot for, for stuff like that. Um, usually I just archive them before I, you know, just from the Android <laughs> notification. Um, I, I I don't really have any interest in that. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I like the idea of Action Launcher just being what it is. Um, I don't want to get into adding different ad networks and libraries and that sort of stuff. I'd rather just encourage people to uh, to do the one-time upgrade and uh, keep making the app better. Oh,
0: I meant, you know, uh, the things like The Verge or kind of same uh, websites that uh, basically will do a review for a new version of your app or something like this.
2: Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you were talking about some of the middleware. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, I got it. I receive this a lot, too. Um, yeah, I mean, Action Launcher got featured once by The Verge um, as far as the top 10 material design apps, and, and that was terrific. Every time they did a, a tweet about it, there was a, a nice bump in sales. But I think, by and large, Action Launcher is probably a rung b- beneath The Verge's radar, and and similar blogs. Uh, I've I am fortunate enough that uh, a lot of the Android blogs will cover an a uh, an action launcher release. Um, so that's really good, and, and that's something that I'm uh, I'm I'm very grateful for. So usually
0: they contact you, or you contact them. Just curious. I mean, I, I never do. No, this.
2: I I just uh, I'll just get in touch with them a day or so before the release, and and give them a um, give them an APK and a screenshot of of, of what it's. Uh, What's going to be in the release, and um, cross my fingers and hope they'll cover it, which they uh, they often do, which is unfortunate for.
0: Oh, just just you know, just curious. Google Play just recently added uh, coupons for the apps, but your app is obviously it's paid. So how did you in past? How did you share the app to them? You because I heard stories like you know your. We will like to do a review for your app, but it's paid, and it's very hard for us as a company to to get the money in the correct way. And How did you share the app to them?
2: Um, in the past, it was only really an issue, um, certainly when Action Launcher 3 went out. I just, because it wasn't public at that point... I just set the in-app purchase to be as, as low as it could possibly be so that uh, the reviewers could, you know, spend 99 cents or, or whatever it would be um, and and have all the, the all the functionality. But now that Google have got the um, – I, I forget the actual name, but, yeah, the, the coupons, which I tried to get working the other day and they didn't seem to work, which is annoying. But um, the – I'll have to have another look at that. But that's definitely what I would use going forward, assuming I um, – I am able to wrangle my brain and get it to work.
0: Interesting. Let's talk about more, you know, technical things. Like, do you do, you know, continuous integration? How do you store your sources? Just, you know, from the developer's perspective, uh, for other indie developers, it will be nice to, to share your experience.
2: Um, no, I don't do any continuous integration, is the uh, embarrassing but honest answer. Um, I. One of the things, the biggest, thing i constantly wrestle with as an independent developer is how to spend my time what is the best use of spending my time and um i'm fortunate as i mentioned before to have the the google plus community so i like i i can put out a, a release and if it's dodgy then i will find out within an hour or something like that of this beta release going out there and then i can fix that up and do another beta release that day so but generally it's I don't have too many issues, but I would, as as I mentioned at the, at the top of the episode, certainly from my own learning experience, I, I would really like to to set up, I don't know, Travis or something like that, for continuous integration. But no, I don't I don't have uh, I don't have anything set up like that. I I have some automated tests, but but not really, uh, but but not nearly enough. Although there's uh, regarding the automated tests, there is a part of me that thinks say Android N, uh, Google have really started to have a lot more focus on testing in, in their sample apps and documentation and everything. And there's a part of me that's hoping that when that next Launcher 3 drop comes along, <laughs> Google will have added automated tests for a bunch of stuff. And so I didn't want to spend you know weeks adding it if I, if I was gonna get it for, th- for free a few months later. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, sounds like a good plan. So, r- regularly they update the sources like three
2: months? No, it's it's tied to uh, to major Android releases. Oh, you it. which is a pain. <laughs> I, I would love it if every time Google released a new version of their launcher, they did a new drop of the code, but uh, that's not the case.
0: No. Uh what about source code management? Do you use Git or other? Yeah, yeah, I
2: just use GitHub.
0: Oh, okay, sounds good.
2: And and <laughs> and I use it pretty. I. I I, I will create issues for myself in GitHub, um, and I'll, I'll reference them when I when I commit and and that sort of stuff. So, um, the, my my thinking being, I want the project to be set up so that if um, if I was able to bring on people to to help write the app or or something like that or or you know someone were to make me an offer I couldn't refuse the the code that they took over would be in a good in a good way I've I've always sort of had a um a strong passion for that throughout yeah and I, I definitely continue that even when it's just me
0: Yeah also when you sell the link bubble you're probably well, thinking about something started. like
2: this right or not Yeah yeah I I was but um Link bubble was was pretty awful uh, code from the the sense of just how it was really very very rushed. Um, but, but the app to, was great to to get it out. You, yeah, I mean at the end of the day, you know, if you if you're using this app, you don't necessarily uh, you know care <laughs> care what the code looks like, right? You just care whether the app works and how it functions and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I I definitely don't. Uh, part of me <laughs> wouldn't hate it if uh, if Action Launcher's source went out um, in some way, mainly because um, I would be a lot more proud. <laughs> I'm a lot more prouder of Action Launcher's code than uh, the code itself, than uh, the state of it. Than I than I was Link Bubble. But uh, but you know, I don't have any regrets about, about Link Bubble. It was uh, you know we did everything uh, that needed to be done to to get it out there. So that's fine.
1: And um, for instance, do you have time to spend or play around with new technologies like Kotlin or do you use any other JVM language or is it just plain Java? What What are you using in your daily development tool chain? Just,
2: just Java. Um, I've definitely re- watched a bunch of talks on Kotlin and uh, and read about it and that sort of stuff. But um, no, I, I haven't... I haven't done anything on it. Certainly Artem's post uh, complaining about the speed of uh, Kotlin development and build times and that sort of stuff scared me off it a, a bunch more. And um, I, as I said, like I, I have to be mindful of the fact that I can't stray too far from uh, AOSP's launcher three project. So I, I, I just try and, and make my code work as best, best with that as, as possible. And uh, no, i I'd, I'd like to dabble with Kotlin but it's, it's not something I've, I've had time to to do or, or had a, a pressing need to do to this point.
0: What about libraries you know you're staying on top or just use uh, you know standard solid libraries?
2: Um, yeah, so I mean like I, I mentioned before I'm, I'm using Dagger now um, I've used Retrofit in the past although I don't have a need too often to actually hit a server with Action Launcher what else do I use? Flipboard had a, a bottom sheet API which I used before Google. Um, Google added one for the design library recently, but I'm still using Flipboard. There's there's not really any need for me to change. There's a few other little ones that I'm using, but uh, and Material Dialogs uh, by Aidan Folstad. So I uh, I put all the uh, I also use Time Hops sticky list headers uh, for Recycle View. Um, those are the main ones I can think of offhand.
0: <laughs> I don't know RX Java or something like this.
2: No, I, I haven't. I haven't got into RX at all. Um, mm-hmm. I you am. <laughs> uh, I, I I I have read your posts. <laughs> I've read many people's posts on on the topic, and I I would like to. That was definitely something that I did a bunch of uh, looking into at the top of the year, but I decided to start with Dagger and and then I looked up and it was February. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I I definitely would like to check RX out, but no, I haven't done so to this point.
1: You
0: know, you you split it myself into two parts because usually I, I very like to stay on top of technologies, but at the same time it's just because I'm not the person who, you know, who is directly related to gaining money. I mean, I do feel like I need to understand what is making money from my job but it's definitely so pragmatic I mean your point of view that if it works fine it should you you don't have you know uh, measure major need in updating it it's, it's
2: well good. well that's the thing like I I have such a long laundry list of uh of things that I could spend my time on I could I could write the next big new feature I could um you know crack my knuckles and, and try and dive deep to find, to fix any number of, of little race condition bugs that people have reported. Um, I could try and do A-B testing on my upgrade flow or something like that. Like that in particular, like if I could, if I could increase my conversion rate by, you know, 10% or something like that, then that, that would have a very meaningful impact on, uh, on my business. So I, you know, that's, generally something that wins out even though it hasn't this year (laughs) um but yeah like if if i were just picking okay well do i you know try and get into rx java or do i try and uh reduce friction getting people to upgrade then the smart move uh considering ultimately it it all comes you know i can't defer that work to someone else i would i would almost certainly you choose the uh the work that's going to you know bring about a new feature in an update, or bring about, uh, you know, optimizing that that upgrade flow. So yeah, that's uh, one of the things I constantly wrestle with is priorities.
0: Yeah, it's kind of balancing on the surfing board. Sure. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, UI design? Uh, I mean, Action Launcher is very beautiful app, at least in my <laughs> opinion, and I hopefully in your. So uh, do you work yourself as a designer or do you, you know, just order from a freelance designer so you have a contact with some agency and so on? What, what about this?
2: No, I just do it all myself.
0: And don't, don't you feel that you spend a lot of time on this?
2: No, because I do most of my design work uh, when I'm not at the keyboard. Um i will I'll sit down and do sort of generally speaking I'll do engineering related tasks when I'm working during the day, but then I might do design related tasks when I'm playing with that morning's work at lunch or when I'm you know watching the news at the end of the night or something like that that's when i'll um or in the shower whatever whatever it is it's i I guess i'm I don't have a traditional design pattern of sort of sitting down and going sitting down and going okay i'm going to do design work now uh that's just generally not the way i've uh, i've done it i because i'm just constantly using the app constantly thinking okay what do i need to do to make it better and that that is where um that just leads to me coming up with different designs basically mm-hmm. uh, where
0: do you prototype is photoshop or sketch or something or just you know just thinking about it and directly programming
2: yes yeah i just um i basically just mentally iterate it until i think i've got something that i'm happy with and um and then sit down and write it
1: sounds cool (laughs) that's something i would love to be better at
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um no it's just the way it's uh it's worked out for me i have uh I have no Photoshop skills whatsoever. Um, anything I make in Photoshop invariably ends up looking like it was made in Microsoft Paint. Um, so, uh, so yeah, and, and because there's, there's so many good libraries on Android, it's, it's very easy for me to write Java code. So yeah, I just, I just write the feature basically.
1: And what about Action Launcher 2? It was a paid app, right? Yep. But in Action Launcher 3, you started some in-app purchases, right?
2: Yes, that's right. So yeah, you I mean if you bought Action Launcher 2, you had to buy Action Launcher 3 again.
1: So they had a different package name, and uh, it's a different app in the App Store. Play well, app store.
2: it it's initially when Action Launcher 2 went out, it had it was a paid-only app, so it had a, a unique package name, and then I decided to release. Basically, I turned that paid app into a into a key that just said is is has the app been bought or not, and um and then I added a new SKU uh, for the free version. And then when Action Launcher Three came around, I just went well. Actually, I'm going to keep that free version. That's going to be Action Launcher Three. And anyone who who wants Action Launcher Two, you just have to go back to the uh, to the SKU that you'd previously bought. So it was it was messy. But, and, and it was, <laughs> it, it wasn't a fun day. I actually hated the launch day, uh, looking back on it, because I just had caught so, so, so much grief about it. But there's not a, a single part of me that, that regrets it in, in in the least. I think it was absolutely, um, absolutely the right decision for, for the app and for the long-term future of the app. And uh, yeah, I, d- I don't have any uh, yeah, any regrets at all.
0: I remember how you described this in your Twitter. I mean... Yeah, I, I definitely understood this, but I saw that some users didn't, and uh,
2: yeah. Sure, I mean, and look, I, I can. On, on one hand, I can understand it. Um, the the whole topic of app pricing is uh, is a very interesting one, and uh, and one I'd li- I'd like to go into into a reasonable amount of depth on on my podcast at some point. But um, sure. look, at the, at the end of the day, I, as I said at the time, I. I needed to charge for that otherwise because Action Launcher 2 had had crossed the, the 100k sales mark at that point but many of them were at uh, like a $2 price point and that sort of stuff and if I was just giving away like six months worth of, of, of work in that update it just didn't make any sense. Like it would have made sense if I was doing as well as, say, Nova. Um, and you guys mentioned before about, uh, at the top of the show, about successful sort of independent developers. And, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate that I'm able to work on my apps full time. But, um, you know, for, for the success I've had, what what Kevin Barry's been able to do over at Nova is, you know, he, he's been like 10 times more successful. I think he's a bit more quiet about it than, than me. He doesn't tweet as much, but um, he... Yeah, what, like if, if Action Launcher had Nova's level of, of sales and success and that sort of stuff, then I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have done the upgrade. But it was the fact that Action Launcher sales had tapered off and I needed to, uh, to get that going again was what motivated that. Do you
1: think, as an indie developer, it's a little bit harder with the way that the user expect to get updates for free mainly? Um, do you think that's something Google should work on, or what do you think in general about that as an indie developer? Does it make it harder for you?
2: I don't I don't know. I, I, I think this is something that I've thought about a lot over the years. I don't feel like I have a, a silver bullet suggestion to Google that would make this this situation better. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's my my answer. I, I, I like in-app purchases in the sense that um, I've found a bit of success with at the tail end of last year I added a, an optional supporter batch and um, all that does is is for people that bought the app six months ago or more and are still using it, I just say, hey, you're you're still using the app after all this time. If you would like to support um if you would like to make an additional purchase uh to support future development in light of the fact that you're still using it um you can do so and it's entirely optional and 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 that sort of stuff but but that's uh that's certainly been reasonably successful so i'm uh i'm happy there and uh yeah i i i don't have too many com- complaints at at the moment and as i said i don't have a, a silver bullet to solve it
0: what do you think about the uh, new brains model uh, that uh, basically they have a subscription yearly, but if you stop paying for your subscription, you will be able to use the latest version that uh, when your subscription was active. Probably it's a solution for you or not?
2: It sounds interesting. Um, um i I worry just with the subscription button that people just that's just a massive, massive turnoff for a huge number of people. I I think if, if if it was subscribing one cent, a great many people would would rather pay five bucks than, than subscribe. Um, <laughs> it's just, I, I, I think there's a lot of phobia. And, and, and honestly, I also worry, like, how you pick the price there is a tricky one because it's very easy to point around to, say, Netflix. Net, Netflix is, what, $9.95 or something like that. You, what multiple of value do you sub- provide to to the user um, as a su- subscription service compared to Netflix? Um, I, I I can't answer that for you know for any app other than, than Action Launcher. I I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, probably yeah. Probably users don't understand that it's you know it's a continuous work that needs to be done to maintain the app that. I mean, sure. it, it deserves and, and subscription from our point of view, but not from theirs, probably.
2: Yeah, and and look, it's different for different apps as well. Action Launcher is is quite fortunate in that I I really don't have any ongoing costs as far as servers and that sort of stuff. Mm, um, yeah, right. Whereas the like one of my favorite uh, independent apps is Pocket Casts, and Pocket Casts obviously they have to maintain their servers, keeping um, you. Your podcast queue synced across your devices and keeping up uh, with all the latest episodes from a- any number of uh, of feeds. So there's more consideration there. But yeah, I, I'm. I, I think certainly for the foreseeable future, I'll uh, just continue with Action Launcher's business model as is.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And what about other alternative app stores like Amazon's or whatever's out there? Do you have Action Launcher on their app stores, and is it profitable?
2: I looked into um, getting p- maybe putting Action Launcher on a Chinese uh, store or something like that, but um, that didn't end up coming off. So I, I have no experience there. I've, I've spoken with a few people who have done it, but for me it just doesn't feel like it's going to be worth the worth the effort especially amazon amazon i got in touch asking for for action launcher and then i go well hang on you know it's a launcher right so it's going to replace your storefront home screen and they're like oh yeah no you won't be able to do that on on fire devices but you'll be able to do it on all the other devices running running the amazon store and it, that just doesn't seem like it's worth the effort to me and, and as soon as i took someone's money i would be obligated to update it at a, at a you know the same pace as the play store version it, it just doesn't feel like it's worth it to me
0: yeah i also remember that you in some episode of your podcast probably you mentioned that some device manufacturer is interested in putting action launcher as default launcher
2: yeah yeah i i had discussions there and and that was also sort of circling back to what i was the the big hole i went down at at the top of the episode about the work that i've done this year i actually do feel like if you know hypothetically i i made such a deal i would be able to slot action launcher into an existing oems um launcher quite easily now so it's uh it would it would potentially be beneficial there the work that I've done um, in lieu of actually releasing updates with features so far this year. But um, yeah, look, I, I I had discussions with the company there, but it, it just didn't work out. Um, they just wanted crazy uh, crazy demands on 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 the support side that I I was not willing to to give.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's it sounds like you will have a lot of constraints, but. And you probably won't be indie developer anymore. Actually, you will be kind of contractor for some device manufacturer.
2: Well, I, I mean, I guess that would be okay. If I mean, everything has a price, right? Um, like I, I'm sitting here and I, I really enjoy writing Action Launcher. I enjoy enjoy using it, and I don't have any plans to sell. But you know, if someone comes along and says we, we're going to offer you x amount of dollars, then I. Uh, I can't lie and say I, I wouldn't consider it or something like that. Um, but uh, and, and if that's the case, then you know, <laughs> you know, fine. But th- that's definitely not something I'm uh, I'm sort of expecting will happen or pursuing in any way.
0: I'm also you know curious about your lifestyle. I mean, do you feel like it's better to do indie development rather than you know every day going to the office? Or probably working remotely on some company H- how do you feel about this and would you recommend such lifestyle or not or what do you think
2: i don't i have, I have a lot of feelings um i think there's there's a lot of good and then there's a lot of bad like you know if i yesterday if, if i want to just watch game of thrones at 11 a.m my time so i don't get it spoiled for me on twitter i can do that without feeling guilty or have a boss you know give me a, a funny look or anything like that. So there's a, and if one of the kids is sick or something like that, I can just take off um, and and look after them. So there's there's a lot of tremendous flexibility there. Um, there's definitely a lot of negatives in in the fact that the fact that it's just me, it, it kind of sucks at times in that, like if I'm just getting to the end of a monstrous release and I just want someone to, <laughs> to take a couple of bugs off my hand. I I can't just turn to the person next to me or or Skype with them or slack with them or whatever say Hey, can you please just do this for me? I'm you know, I'm at my wits end here. I don't have that so that really sucks and 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 It's also a a bit of a constraint like there's a, a, a few little requests, you know Certainly if we talk about Play Store, you know, listening to feedback from Play Store reviews as we did earlier um there's a few things that I wouldn't object to adding to Action Launcher. I just don't really want to do them. They just they they just hold no interest to in me personally to to write. And I would rather write something new. But if I had someone that wanted to to write them for me, that would be that would be a win. Um, so I don't know if if anyone's listening and, and feels like they they are open to the idea of doing some. Action Launcher contract stuff on the side, then I guess get in touch. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good and bad to answer your question. And But overall, it's uh, it's good. Um, I, I enjoy it and it, it works out well for, for our family. That's great. I,
0: I work remotely for... It's not constant work. I mean, I, I didn't work remotely for a year or something, but I did for half of a year... And it's kind of strange to, you know, to sit in the house all day. <laughs> it's just, it and, you know, that's uh, your example with watching Game of Thrones. I could do this too, but, uh, you know, this inner thing in my brain was constantly saying that you're spending your time, <laughs> you're wasting your time. What's going on, man? Go to work, but it's kind of you know uh, constant fighting with yourself. I, I found for
2: myself. Yeah, it it it, it is. I don't uh, actually. For this year, I started keeping a timesheet, which has been interesting. Um, oh, because I, I was just curious how. How I spent my days, how how many hours I was actually programming, and I just give myself, you know, colours uh, green, orange, and uh, and red as to whether that time was productive and that sort of stuff, which is uh, which is you know been an interesting experiment, but it's not something I, I stress about too much. And and generally, as, as we spoke about with figuring out when to do releases, like I I feel like I I put enough pressure on myself to to work at a reasonable speed i i don't just sort of do two hours and then you know go and play ps4 for three weeks and and come back and go oh it doesn't matter um I, i i certainly don't do that i i do try and be pretty strict pretty strict about about my working hours and and working you know well during them but uh but yeah if there's uh you know I, I I don't mind you know ten Mondays a year having uh, a, an early lunch from eleven a.m. to watch Game of Thrones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, sounds good to be an indie developer.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, it it, it, it really is good. Um, I don't you know have to to worry if I if I travel, I can I can just do it. So
0: yeah, that's that's actually a good good bonus. Personally, I feel like I won't be able to be, you know, indie developer alone for longer than a year. I probably will then work for a company for a year or some and then go to indie development again just to, you know, mix it and stay tuned with technologies and so on.
2: Yeah, it, it's definitely not for everyone. And and a lot of people that I speak to about it say, you know, I, I just couldn't do that. So it's... Uh, Oh really? It, it's not for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And and look, I I really miss the. I miss working in a team. That was the thing I loved most about uh, about my time making video games was the the team camaraderie. And and, and not having that does uh, does kind of suck. But there's uh, yeah, there's other positives to gain. So
0: I don't know. It sounds at the same time sad but good. <laughs>
2: Okay. It, it is. It's it's good and bad. That's that's the uh, the best way I can describe it. Okay. So the the last thing we have in our list:
0: tips and lessons for listeners who want to become an indie developers. Do you have something or?
2: So the main thing uh, I'd suggest is if you like, I, I would definitely suggest not quitting your job to focus on it full time. And now I, I'm just assuming that you. Uh, I, I guess that's. I, I was going to say I'm, I'm. assuming that, what you're talking about doing something similar to me, where you, you put a product in the store and you monetize it that way. But I mean, you you could do a similar thing with a, with a service like Pushbullet. Um, I know that's uh, that's basically what Ryan Oldenburg did. He did a similar thing. So yeah, don't don't quit your day job and, and focus on it. Work on it at nights and and prove the idea out. Try and you know get some users and. Get the users to pay for it, prove out the idea. I think that's that's a smart way to do it. And the other thing I'd also add is there's there's a lot of opportunity on um, Android that just isn't there on iOS due to the flexible APIs. And you might have a better shot at um, there's yeah you, you can you can play in that space a lot more on Android and do things that uh, bigger developers generally. Often aren't doing on Android uh, because they're not available to iOS, and they need to keep those apps in step. and And Link bubbles are obviously the best example of that, I guess. Action Launcher is too, because neither of those are, are possible in any way on iOS. So, um, so yeah, we'll work on it at night and and try and find something, try and find something unique. Because if if you're just going to write, a, you know, a, a calendar app or something, you you want to be able to stand out and have and give people a a real strong use to use your product over the one that's bundled on their phone. Awesome. Yeah,
0: sounds like a good tips. I I also would like to add that I'd suggest to publish your app as fast as possible because otherwise you will lose motivation before you release any version.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I I definitely found that a really uh, rewarding experience, certainly in the early tweet lines days where I would... I'd work on an update and release it that night it <laughs> clearly uh i wasn't doing too much testing and, and that sort of stuff but um in in, the, in those days but uh it, it was really good that that feedback cycle and certainly if you can circle in on a few core and enthusiastic users and get them to you know become evangelists and uh provide feedback then then that's a that's a, as good a place to start as any Okay. Hannes,
0: did you have an experience of being indie developer?
1: Unfortunately not yet. <laughs> not yet. But <laughs> what I've heard today, it sounds really good. But to be fair, <laughs> I think that there are many, many developers out there who tried and don't succeed. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like me. I lost <laughs> Keystore for the first app. <laughs> Never, never lose your key store. That's a disaster. Yes, (laughs) it is. An app has about a million users now.
1: (laughs) Really? And and you've lost the key store. Yeah, it's about
0: four years since Google Play without updates.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but there are a lot of apps in in the Play Store with millions users, or at least with million installs. And the app is pretty pretty stupid simple and doesn't really do much but somehow they get million downloads and they always so that, try that's to exactly build my something case. like that but i <laughs> i never made it <laughs> <laughs> i i
0: basically built a widget for my girlfriend to show you know my name plus her name equals heart symbol and <laughs> under this uh, how many years how much time we're spent together, it's like years, uh, months, weeks, and days. And simply that is, no no settings for colors or text size or something. And it works so great (laughs) for many users. But yeah, I cannot update it. I don't receive any money for it. And my second project was the project I regret much more than the first one. It was a Last of M Scrubler. You know, like when you listen to music in some music app on your phone, this app mm-hmm. will, with all those hacky ways, like uh, listening for a really strange broadcasts and so on, <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out what's playing, what app is playing, and try to figure out when you hit pause, when you hit play, and so on, and scroll that to, to the last FM. And I, I did first step uh, good. It's like you know, I, I built a prototype and published it immediately, and you know, I I I wrote about it on all LastFM forums and so on. And app received some installs, like one thousand or something, pretty pretty soon. But I totally miss that there is no standard API for the players to to send this information to the system and. Actually, looks like there are not too many users for that app, <laughs> so I, I tried to, to to work on it for a year or two, but then just decided to unpublish it because I don't have time. And the users were so advanced, so they you know they sent me stack traces from from the players, I mean heap dumps and so on, trying to <laughs> help me
2: add the support for that player, and I was like.
0: Man, I don't work on it anymore.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, really. This
2: sounds not too dissimilar to the pain that would be uh, getting the unread count functionality exactly, in place. Exactly, yes, yeah. I
0: think it's you can, you know, you can offer the, an API. The accessibility
2: APIs. No, you should th- be able to get that information now through the notification APIs, right? Well, yes, yes. That uh, should work. But that, but that only came in in, what was it, 4.3? Exactly, yes.
0: And yeah. Yeah, it would require some work, but it's it's doable. I mean, for for your case, I think you can you know expose some API from the launcher itself and allow user install. I can, but are never support
2: that. Well, okay. <laughs> and, and and I think the the best thing for me to do there's a uh, there's a third party app that supports this functionality. So I will. I think what I might do is just support it and support this third party app, and so, and then. That way, any of the blame is on the third-party app. Exactly. That's, yes, it's <laughs> it. not to say this, <laughs> this third-party app is doing anything wrong. It's just that uh, they're doing the best job they can. But it's you know, it's it's not my problem.
0: <laughs> exactly. And you probably may even you know um, ship it as a separate in-app purchase because it's it's a work obviously that you have to you know you have to support this code and so on. But
2: I I'd, 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 i don't admit, envisage myself doing it. If I did do that, I, it wouldn't be as a separate in-app purchase. I wouldn't want to give people another reason to complain about it. Um, okay. Because, yeah, I, th- they would have to buy that other app. But uh, I don't know. Well, uh, we'll just have to see. That's definitely one that's that's not at the top of my list, but it's one that I, f- I feel like increasingly I have to act on because uh, I, I really want to get my review score up. So if you enjoyed this podcast and want to thank me, please leave me a five-star review for Action Launcher 3 in the Google Play Store.
0: <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's <There's> my plug. <laughs> Fair enough. Sounds like we are guests in your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, really nice. But uh, am I wrong? I, I heard uh, leave me a four-star review. This is uh, your strategy or what?
2: Did, did I say four star? No, I, I said I meant five star. Five. Yeah, okay. Oh, sure. So, yeah. The, the yeah. number of fingers there. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: okay. I guess that's a great a great end, right? Great Android. A great end for the episode.
0: Oh, I heard great Android.
2: <laughs> okay, oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. Listen to the Chris podcast, the Blurk. It has really great starting music, <laughs> and, and a really uh, nice ending. And you actually <laughs> stole one of the our themes that we planned to do about Android TV.
2: Why you did this? Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, because I, I, I recorded that episode before Android uh, the end preview released, but just for a bunch of reasons, I just mainly mind not having internet, um, which finally resolved itself. It was. Um, yeah, I just didn't get around to releasing it, but no, I'm I'm glad I did. And I yeah, if you are interested in in Android TV as a developer or a user, I I would I, I quite enjoyed that episode, so uh, I'd encourage you to to check it out. It's uh, it's a good it's a good platform. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Thank you for listening,
2: and hope you enjoyed this episode.
0: Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Hannes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And I'm. S- stopping recording. Um, Forgot to mention that you can leave your feedback and comments on the GitHub repo that we use as a website for the podcast. You will find all links in the show notes. Thank you.